Hello and welcome to Minute 47 of The Great Escape Minute, the daily podcast where we dig into The Great Escape one minute at a time. I'm Tom. And I'm Rob. And joining us again today from the Wild Ride and Marriage Fit podcast is Alan Sanders. How you doing today, Alan? Hey guys, thanks for having me back again. Uh, really looking forward to continuing our work in this uh, in this scene here that we've been looking at. Oh, we're glad to have you back. So, bit forty-seven starts with the German off German guard asking Danny and you, and it ends with Hilt picking something off the ground. So, this minute continues with the British sass of the officers. We get. It's up there for one of my favorite lines of the movie. I'm a lifeguard. <laughs> it's well, a great it's, line, but it's but it's very juvenile. It, you know, it doesn't it, it things down a notch for me a little bit. It's it's a fun line, but but maybe maybe it's maybe it's a, a better line the first time you hear it. But when you've heard it so many times, and especially you know with with uh, with with the way the Coburn accent is is terrible, <laughs> you know, it just doesn't. <laughs> Well, this this is going to go back to what we talked about in, in yesterday, and, and you teased Rob that you were going to wait for mm-hmm. it. But you know, even before we get, which I love the line "lifeguard," but even then, you're walking up to a guy who's actually taking a shower, and so his actual response is "shower." Like, duh! <laughs> How smart what are else, you, you? What else are what you doing? doing? <laughs> and then he looks at Cobra, and he's like, "lifeguard." <laughs> And then I said, okay, would these guys really treat your captors, their captors, would they treat them that way? It's a very good question. And, but again, it's, it's, it's the comedy aspects of it. They're, they're once again making, you know, they're, they're, they're making the Germans seem like the Keystone cops. Again, as I mentioned yesterday, you have that in Stalag 17, you have that in Hogan's Heroes. How they're constantly making fun of Schultz. You know, it's, it's, it's a typical thing that, that you make fun of. You know, it's, it's, it's American cinema making fun of the Germans. That's what it comes down to here. Whether, whether the, 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 the real men who were in, in the the camp acted this way, I doubt it. This is, this is all uh, the screenwriter, you know, trying to keep things somewhat lighter. I mean, the, the book itself is not a, a dark and deep book which I'm glad about, but it's also not done in a very light and fun fashion either. You know, it's told in a very uh, matter-of-fact way. This is what happened. This is what we did, you know, and things like that. I, I don't think that they sassed off as much as uh, as the screenwriters claim that they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, is, this is more just uh, to, to show the American audience that, hey, you know, we beat the Germans 18 years ago, and we can still beat them with our jokes. Right, you have to have a level of comedy in this, or it, you know, if you don't add some comedy, you can make the, this could be a very darker film. If you cut out the comedy and make it a little more true to history. And if you do that, I mean, it wouldn't have had the success it had, I don't think. You know, this. Pre- right, that's very possible. You know, but. We also then, you know, after they're sassing, the Germans' response is, well, hurry up or you're going to spend the night outside. And their reactions are all just, they seem very, they seem to be trying not to burst out laughing at the idea of, oh, we'll spend the night outside. That's fine. Just, you want to leave us out in the dark in a prison camp? 
okay, we'll, we'll find something to occupy our time if you do that to us. Right. But this is, this is somewhat of a, you know, they're, they're, they, they came to, you know, to, to do a search in, in the, in the barracks. So the idea of sending all the prisoners outside, we don't know what the weather's like at this point. The, the, in, in the real, the real escape took, took them a year to plan from like, I think it was March or April till the yeah. following March or April. So there were a lot of cold nights. The movie truncates it and obviously, you know, they get out in July. So what month we're in right now, I'm not really sure. Uh, it's never quite clear. It doesn't seem like it's very cold during the day there. Uh, but it's that, that, uh, you know, in, where were they? Zagen? No. I think that's what it was supposed oh. to be, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. In, right, so, in Zagen. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it might be cold at night in Zagen in, in April or May. No. And remember, Charles Brunson is wet. <laughs> so well, I got so the he's going to get a cold. That he said, get dressed, you could be out for a while. In, in other words, out in the cold for a while. And then all of a sudden you start seeing them searching. So that's when I realized, oh, they're clearing it to toss the bunks, toss the cell, try to find contraband or anything. So exactly. depending how long it's them for being there, it's the, the idea that, OK, we're, we're going to be tossing the cells anyway. Right. You know, that type of thing. And I was not impressed with what we see of them tossing. Yeah. Obviously, we just get a brief glimpse of it, but there does not seem to be much rhyme or reason to it. It seems like a fairly disorganized search and is not going to lead to much results as opposed to doing a much more methodical, organized search of it. Uh, I think it's just more to harass them. I don't think it's it's really there to... to, to I, don't, I don't think they're really expecting to find something. I think it's more that, okay, you know, you're our prisoners, and if we want to put you outside, we're going to do that. And even if it just... Even if we're just a precursory look at everything that, that you have in, 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 the, in the books... Don't know. But, but the truth is, he says, put on warm clothes, which means that it could be that it's cold outside. Yeah, that's uh, or at least, or at least the German thinks it's warm. Uh, <laughs> it's thinks it's cold. cold. Sorry. <laughs> Did any of you notice that when, when Cedric throws Danny his, his, uh, the towel, there's like a German guard just like staring at him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, which basically, you know, that, that's an extra that doesn't know where he's supposed to be looking. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was impressed with Brian. They have a lot of those. <laughs> Maybe you never know. Obviously, if this was made today, first of all, the the, the the connotations of someone watching someone else in the shower would be very different. Well, that's and, how uh, I took it. <laughs> it's possible. Well, that's how you took it. But the question is, how did people take it in 1963 when they saw the movie? Well, I mean, that's even when when James Coburn's character is you know, kind of looking, I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> when he's looking at him in the shower, almost to make the guard uncomfortable, like, "What are you doing?" You know, but uh, I'm staring at my buddy here and his junk hanging out. You know, I mean, just anything to just make it, I don't know, rattle the guard. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Like, yeah, I'm just sitting here watching my buddy shower. What are you going to do about it? Does seem like something that would, it's a power play. Mm-hmm. He's playing chicken with the guard. Absolutely. Yeah, no question about that. Now, okay, let's go, let's, let's talk about because it, it is from the, uh, as an American film, American cinema. I mean, is that really sort of, uh, I guess, and maybe that's just what they're going for, is that bravado of, look at Americans, even when we're captured, we're still the toughest man in the room. Yeah, of course. Look at the type of movies that Sturgis made. I mean, The Magnificent Seven, you have this. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's what he's showing. 
And I would guess, you know, again, I have to remember the time it was released. There were a lot of memories of they were still getting into post-World War II life. And a lot of people that had been in the war were getting back into like civilian life. But there was still that sense of America saved the world. Why would we put them? Why would we make them look like they were going to kowtow to any German? You know, right. it, it makes sense. Maybe a little propaganda, right. but it does make sense. Yeah, of course. Well, and you're saying, Alan, you wanted to, you had some interesting info on Bronson you wanted to talk about? Yeah, so his accent in the shower and then his accent throughout. I thought he was, whereas James Coburn's is a horrible accent, I was like, wow, you've got sort of this Russian, almost Eastern European uh, accent rolling off of Charles Bronson. I had no idea that he actually was fluent in Russian. And he's, he's born in Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he was born in Pittsburgh and he, his parents were his Lithuanian. Parents were Russian. Yeah, right. they were Lithuanian and spoke that home. Yeah, from what I saw, he basically joined the army when he was seventeen to learn how to speak English better. That's a, see, that's amazing to me because not knowing the history and the background. I mean, for me, Charles Bronson, my first movie was Death Wish. You know, after that, I started looking at other movies with Charles Bronson, but he was always like he even looks weird to me here with no mustache because <laughs> I was introduced to Charles Bronson as a kid. In, in the character of Death Wish with the mustache and his typical hair. And so to see him clean shaven and younger looking here and speaking with this accent, I'm like, wow, this guy was really good. Why didn't they, why didn't he do better movies? <laughs> Cause he was always part of the ensemble cast. Come right. On. Again, the Magnificent Seven, The Great Escape, Once Upon a Time in the West, Three Dozen, you know, and, and they always gave him the, he was, he was always the Polish guy. <laughs> <laughs> So I thought that was neat. Just I love that's what another reason I like either guesting or doing these when we when we do our own movies by minutes is just that sort of forcing you to drill down a little deeper than just passively watching. You're now kind of looking for what's interesting in each of these. And when you learn a little bit more about the characters, it just I mean, I can I can honestly say I was this many years old when I found out that Charles Bronson's first language was Russian. So once we move out of the squad bay, we get to we get Hiltz back in the cooler, and he's he's wearing a wedding ring. I don't remember if he was wearing his wedding ring before, but he's counting something on his fingers, and he's got 14 tick marks on the wall of his cell. All right, got, I have an issue with this. I, w- I want you to help explain this to me. I'll let you finish exp- setting it up, but I have a huge question based on the number that was said about how many days they were supposed to be going to the cooler to begin with. Oh, how he was supposed to be going to the cooler for 20 days and there's 14 tick marks on his wall? Yes! yes. Okay, I, that's what I want to know. And he's not holding six fingers up. It looks like he's got nine fingers up. So he was in there for... He counts to nine. Right. No, so what I think... No, I think he was counting 19 that is now the 20th. And I think that, that, that on the wall, we don't... We don't see that there's another five marks there. I think that's that's the explanation. That he's there for 20 days, but he's counted 19 so far, and now he's reached the 20th day. Where would the other that's, five marks be? That's my explanation. But, but the, the, would, can someone erase the marks? Because <laughs> they're not there. <laughs> I mean, no, there's you a pretty don't clear see. shot. I mean, I'm looking at minute or second 50 of this. We get yeah, a pretty okay, clear you're, shot you're, all you're, around the Yeah, movie. you get a very clear shot. It's very okay. clear. So I thought initially, okay, so here's my first thought. He's surprised turning around looking like, oh, I'm getting early. Maybe I was on good behavior. <laughs> but if that's the case, which, 
you know, I don't think we get to it at uh, maybe. No, we don't get to it at the end of this minute. But then it'll be a question I have. If that's the explanation, he's getting out early for good behavior. There's, if it was supposed to be 20 days, they very clearly sent both guys in for 20 days. So we're going to see, and I guess I'm going to give it away. We'll see in the next minute. He's not the only one getting out of his cell early. So it doesn't make any sense to me from, from what they said. Right. Did the Germans not know how to count to 20? I mean, is whoever is in charge of running the cooler missing a few fingers or toes so he just can't count that high or yes it does make sense as to why right well imdb basically says that it's a it's a goof here that oh it is a goof okay no according to that's what imdb says i mean imdb is not uh, you know the holy of holies here no it's close but it's close (laughs) we all recognized it and i don't understand except for just to give him something to do why he's counting on his hands, he's got a watch. <laughs> if he's trying to figure out what time of day it is. Or no, he's counting, day, he's counting the number of days. You right. can't count the number of days on your watch. Well, okay, but if he's trying to figure out, well, what day is it or how many days does he have left, it doesn't make any sense counting to nine. There's no, there's no rational explanation <laughs> for him counting to nine. Correct. <laughs> With 14 tick marks on the wall, it's, it's busy work for the actor to do. Filthy. That's all Maybe. I can Maybe he's counting the number of days since his baseball stopped working. Because he's thrown it so many times against the wall. Uh, or not, and he does get this stupid deer in a headlight look that's pretty great. And just like, and he's confused. It's like, wait a minute. You guys told me 20. I've got 14. I've got nine of something else that we can't figure what he's got nine of. These numbers don't... Okay, you're letting me out. I'm going to stop asking questions and just go with you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And this may be just way, way, you know, set design, technical uber nerd here, but where is the light coming from? Because there's two different light sources, <laughs> one with shadow on the back wall and one on the wall with the tick marks on it. So it's obviously lit from two different places. <laughs> I, I mean, just things that, like that, that bugged the crap out of me. Sturgis's fault. <laughs> he put the he put the lighting guys in the wrong places. <laughs> because I get there's supposed to be one window, but I think that window is supposed to be in the very wall that he's marked the tick marks, which means there couldn't be a shadow coming from the other side. Right. No, but if he's I, in the but but if he's in the last cell, maybe there's another window there. That still doesn't explain everything. I'm, it, I'm, just, I'm, it doesn't you know, establish why you would have the shadow on the wall where the tick marks are, at the very least. But I don't even know how you get the one on the back wall in frame that's even brighter without a, without the whole without the whole fourth wall missing and it's just being lit from the front. Right, I exactly. Can, well, I can explain the one on the tick marks being the slide the door. Well, the hallway slide door so that they can just poke their head in and check on them and it was left open so the light's coming in from the hallway. The back wall is the fourth wall just happens to be missing from his cell, and Steve McQueen right. was a good boy and stayed in there anyway. <laughs> he had nowhere to good go job. anyway. Good boy. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe that's what it is. He stayed there for fifteen days. And they said, "All right, he hasn't left because there's there's a wall missing. We'll let him out." <laughs> that's that's his good behavior. Now, here's the only thing: I, if we're going to stop goofing and try to come up, the only rational explanation i have is he's he's going back through recounting he was going to do more fingers but he stopped because he heard the noise and the startled look is i'm getting out early you're going to let me out i'm supposed to be here six more days but 
hey, you know what? I'm not going to complain. You open the door, I'm going. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> I think that that is probably the explanation here. You know, they they never explain why. <laughs> I just, as a movie watcher, and this drives my wife nuts with continuity, the last thing we hear, specifically with both these guys, 20 days and 20 days for you. So we hear that number twice <laughs> repeated. And the first thing I thought was to look on the wall and think, okay, this is this must be day 19, So, or it's 19 getting ready to roll into 20, but then there's not enough. So we'll just have to say he got out for good behavior, at least for now. <laughs> Which, I don't know what he could have done to have good behavior, but that's a separate issue. <laughs> I don't know. He taught the guard how to throw a curveball. <laughs> I, I have some uh, notes on Steve McQueen, but I'm wondering if I should save that for uh, when he meets up with Richard Attenborough later in the week. But I do know that Steve McQueen was obviously the, the, the big box office draw, or at least in his mind he was. Because a lot of his part had to be either, in his words, rewritten or stuff added to make it more worthwhile. Right. Yeah. That's very true. Well, did either of you have anything specific for this minute? Uh, no. I'm done. Yeah, I think we kind of covered my continuity problem with, the, <laughs> with this scene, both lighting and the uh, tick mark. So, uh, yeah, maybe if somebody has a better explanation, they'll just leave it in your uh, listeners group or something. Because I'd love to know how someone else can better explain this. Yes. If you have a better explanation, by all means, let us know. Alan, you want to tell people where they can find what you do online? Yeah, I'll just, uh, since I said both of them yesterday, I'll focus just on the one. Uh, we do a Movies by Minutes podcast. We did at least for seasons one and two called The Wilder Ride. Uh, it was about Gene Wilder. We started it shortly after the death of Gene Wilder. Turns out that my buddy Walt and I are both Gene Wilder fans. Decided to start it with uh, Young Frankenstein. We went on to Blazing Saddles in season two. Had a lot of great guests, a lot of great discussion. And uh, season three, we shifted gears to be more of a talk show format because we had met so many really cool people. We thought it'd be fun to do sort of a throwback Johnny Carson-ish, Johnny Carson-esque kind of show where we leave the politics at the door. We try to leave as much of the news of the day. We might brush alongside of it, but we really wanted it to be about focusing on the guest and telling, let the guest have a platform to tell their story, where they were, where they've come from, where they're going. And then we threw in some other bits where we review certain things and we talk about what we're watching, reading, and listening. So check it out. It's called The Wilder Ride, and the, you can find it on your podcatcher of choice, The Wilder Ride. We're The Wilder Ride everywhere, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, website, email. Very simple to find us and would love to have you. And if you want to, on Facebook, we have a private listeners group. So if you want to join our listeners group, we have a lot of fun inside there as well. All right. Well, while you're checking out all Alan's stuff, go ahead and review and subscribe to our podcast. Give us a five-star review. It is much appreciated. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us, thegreatminute at gmail.com. You can join our Facebook group, The Cooler. You can follow us on Twitter, at EscapeMXM. Or you can just go ahead and check out our website, thegreatescapeminute.com. Until tomorrow, tally-ho. Tally-ho. Tally-ho!